When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's go! Happy Monday! And welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe. <laughs> I was making sure that they weren't seeing what I was seeing. Even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Oh, are you seeing me? Oh, yeah, yeah, we just, saw your just, tummy. Just a bunch of tummy. Oh, yeah. you couldn't see it from there. I was yeah. just doing the, the heartbeat. Oh, uh, there's a yeah. I'm I'm seeing a lot of tummy right now. Well, Mr. Tummy Man is Sean DePaz. Mr. Tumness. I can Mr. Tummy, tummy yeah, on camera. Yeah, the Deef and Beef, yeah, Shane Diefenbach to my left, and I'm Anthony Totry. And boys. We're, How was everybody's Christmas? Well, we're unwrapping some presents today. Are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't what, have anyone in my life that loves me, so this is the first wow present that I got. He has been... Wait, what no, did I text we're not, you we're not. I don't know what you texted me. I texted you too that he I loved you He said love you. Oh, I love you too. Okay. Yeah, I but you being, just said nobody loves you. I was being hyperbolic. Um, okay. We walked down the stairs Christmas mm. morning, and you know how like extra presents, extra presents get put up? <laughs> <laughs> Extra presents get put out in the morning. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, Santa. Oh, Santa. Boo, yeah. boo, boo. So, so we went downstairs, and there's just a giant refrigerator-looking present. I'm like, oh, my God. Open it up. Six-foot-seven Bram Walden comes out. You wrapped him? No, I'm saying that's what ASU. I was being ASU. Oh, for some uh, reason, I... You were picturing I, my uh, actual... That whole time, I thought you were telling a real story. Mm. Yeah, but in my head, I thought, like, I don't know why I confused Bram Walden with Tariq Woolen. Because we yeah, had a conversation I did, about I did, it. I, I, I'm like, dude, literally. I was like, you got a Seahawks defensive back? What? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, the news of the day, Bram Walden, who was at the time the number two Arizona prospect coming out in the 2021 class um, and was, I believe, the number 85 prospect in the nation mm-hmm. at the time that he came out of high school, is transferring over from the University of Oregon to now Arizona State. Yeah, I don't know why in my in my – Fake story. He was like standing on a pedestal. He's six four, three hundred, mm. um, not six seven. I was gonna say, damn, he does not look. Six, there seven. are there are six seven guys that are at Arizona State now. There on are offensive line, um, but six four, three hundred, big, big, big man. He Oop. joins an offensive line that is that has a bunch of talent now. Which is again, I think when LD entered the transfer portal, when Ben Scott in, entered the transfer portal a few weeks ago, at this point. We were like, okay, that was that was the glaring need. Yeah, this for offensive this team line was made of Isaiah Glass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, money. Damn. I, but also was quite literally who else was yeah. him and Joey. Yeah, were like the two holdovers, I guess, um, from an offensive line that was not great last year. And now you've got a ton of depth. Yes. Right, like you've got a bunch of guys that have played before, but depth with talent at 
the top too. Like it's not it's not like just depth for depth's sake. Like there is guy like Bram is a legitimate offensive lineman, and now we have depth to back him up. Too. Well, and Bram's a guy that like can be here a while. Yeah, Bram can be your cornerstone of this offensive line for three more years if he turns out to be that guy. You know what I mean? And then we've already talked about the the quality starters that they've pulled from other schools, specifically looking at Ben Coleman, right, the Cal guy um, who plugs and plays likely at that left guard spot. So you've got a bunch of just giants along that offensive line that all figure to get some playing time. I'm really excited come spring ball. I know all eyes are going to be on the quarterback competition, the wide receiver room, and the running backs as well. And then even even the the DBs, right? They got a bunch of guys, but I think that position battle in the spring is going to be the most telling, and I think it's going to be quite frankly the most fun because at this at this time you don't know really who is going to be along that offensive line. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited because uh, you mentioned all the additions, and then we didn't get a full season of Joey Isaiah was I think disappointing for a lot of last year, so I'm excited to see if he could take a a big step. I think he will. I, I think I I definitely think he has the, the tools to. Um, plus, I mean, you look at what what Oregon's offensive line was last year under Kenny. Um, the potential for him to, be, to make a, a pretty sizable leap, I think, is there. Um, so, yeah, it, it is exciting. I'm very much – I think that is the, probably the one position group I'm going to be keeping the closest eye on to see how that all shakes out because I, I think I, – I, like, there's just so much that could be – there's so much to, be, to figure out there. Yeah. It'll be ex- exciting. Four years of eligibility. Yeah. Or and if this offensive line is half of what Oregon's was, it's one of the better offensive lines in the country. Well, I think right now it's one of the better offensive lines in the Pac-12. I agree with you. Yeah. Right? We had Ralph on on Friday, and he was talking about how that is probably the weakest part of the majority of some of these teams in the Pac-12 is they've got kind of makeshift offensive lines, right? Because all this NIL money is going to the the skill guys, the quarterbacks, and then you're just kind of left with, oh, we've got – We've got to fill an offensive line spot now, right? We've got to have at least five guys up front. ASU's made that a priority. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to their offensive line coach, who I feel like doesn't get enough of the love because you get a new coaching staff, you get a bunch of transfers, and you're like, oh, well, the offensive line wasn't great last year. Like, we've got some transfers now. Maybe, Maybe they'll plug and play. We have no idea how much a new coach can help the development of some of the guys that, like an Isaiah Glass, they didn't play as well as he should have last year. And not just a new coach, just a service academy offensive line yeah. coach. Like <laughs> it's 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 awesome. The 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 cause for concern when it comes to transferring in the offensive line is, you know, an offensive line is one unit. You know, playing yeah. together consistently really helps us, these teams gel. So I think this is a great starting point because it is pretty young still. Um and if you can keep continuity in the next couple of years, you'll see this get this offensive line get really, really good. But, you know, this for, if, don't be surprised if, like, you got a bunch of good individual talents and the whole line isn't working together because, you know, it's it, it's not easy. But I also wouldn't be surprised if if Kenny gets this right into shape. I mean, he expected this. This is exactly yeah. The, yeah. the task you wanted to take on. So it's exciting. It's it's really exciting. We're going to talk a little bit more about Bram and the, the transfer class in a little bit. But before we do that, we've got something special for you guys. Another interview with an ASU coach this time Jason Mons Shane you were there with me what stuck out to you the most getting to talk to Mons uh just that he was actually there because <laughs> the last like seven years it's been no oh, Jason Mons to ASU Jason Mons to ASU he was actually there and you could we I mean we addressed it in the interview he talks about it but just being at Arizona State like it still feels surreal to not only him but us like yeah. 
you you've all you, everyone kind of expected this it was just a matter of time and and he's excited to get to work and he's just such a great football mind there's so many good offensive minded coaches and defensive minded but especially offensive minded coaches on this team it's it's insane yeah and i think it goes and says a lot about this coaching staff without mons that you know you mentioned the the every year it seems like jason mons is linked to arizona state that this is the year that he said okay it's finally exactly. time um, but without further ado, let's hear from Jason Mons. While we're talking about it, you guys have a couple of giants in your tight end room, right? Jalen Conyers, Messiah Swinson. Just what is their potential, just given you know their track record and then just how big they are? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got one of the best tight end groups in the in the Pac-12. You know, probably one of the better ones in the country, honestly. Um, we didn't target any tight ends um, in, in this signing class um, because we feel strongly about the group we have. And um, so, yeah, it's, you know, obviously really Jalen came on late last year. Um, Coach Iguana, when he, when he got involved and started calling plays, I think utilized the tight ends a lot more. Um, and Jalen had breakout. And then obviously Messiah is, is a monster. Um, what he brings to the table physically is, 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 is a game changer. So really, really excited about that group. Um, but there's, there's, you know, some other really good players, you know, with Jacob Newell and, and uh, Bryce Pierre and, and uh, Ryan Morgan. It's, it's, a, it's a strong room. So we're excited about that. I'm personally excited to coach those guys. Um, was able to get on the phone with each of them individually last week and, and just kind of uh, start building that relationship, let them know that, that I was here and, and excited to be here. And I kind of figured that maybe one or two of them wouldn't be all that enthusiastic, but every one of them was, was excited, um, excited about the direction of this program. Uh, was really welcoming to me, and uh, so I'm fired up. It's it's a good group. It's for me coming in, you know, as a as a as a first year coach, I couldn't ask for a better uh, position group. And I'm excited to coach the tight ends. It's always been the offense that I've run. You know, I've always coordinated the offense at Saguaro. Has always been a, a 11 personnel. Um, or 12 personnel kind of base offense where we really utilize the tight ends. Um, I believe in the value of the tight end to, to, to a, a kind of a spread pro-style offense, um, which is what I tried to run at Saguaro, very similar to what Coach Dillingham's always run um, and Coach Baldwin um, as well. So I think it's going to be great. Um, they're going to have a coach that, that believes in them and believes in their value to an offense and, and you know, is going gonna, gonna to fight for, for them as far as you know, utilizing them and, and getting them involved in, in, in you know, not only in, in the offense uh, – you know, but but in every way we can try to get two, three on the field, have some packages where we're really really using that group as as the best we can. Coach, you you bring up Saguaro. Does it feel real yet that you're wearing that pitchfork now and you're you're here? Yeah, it took a few days, you know, like, you know, walking up to the stadium where my office is and, you know, my key card. I'm like, oh, this key card works, you know, <laughs> I, you know, but um, yeah, it does feel real, honestly, um, which is why I knew it was the right thing. Um, I've had opportunities. Um, every year, probably since about 2014, 2015, to leave Saguaro. Um, I never had the right one. I always felt like it, it would take something special. And when this, when this opportunity materialized with Coach Dillingham getting the job, the people that he was bringing in, um, it was, for me, it was a no-brainer. I just, it felt right. And so I think when you make that kind of move, um, if it feels right, it doesn't feel like a, that big of a transition. You know, it was a couple of days to just get my my, my bearings, um, but since then, um, it's it's been awesome. I couldn't be any more excited and proud to be here. So thankful to the people that are here. Um, you know, obviously Coach Dillingham, number one, uh, but but uh, Coach Iguano, Sean Iguano, Charlie Ragel, guys that took the same transition as me from being a successful head high school coach to transitioning to the college level. So I've been leaning on those guys a lot, but the rest of the coaching staff too, they're just good men. They're good people. And um, they've all been patient 
and helpful and willing to kind of show me the ropes and say, hey, do this or hey, don't do that. And, um, and, and do it in a way where they're, I, I think, building me up. Um, I haven't felt anybody try to, oh, you're the high school guy, you know, stay in your lane. It's, it's all guys that I think that's the common theme with the staff that Coach Dillingham's built is it's good people that, are, that care about Arizona State University um, and, and what it can be. Um, but also they're just genuinely good men and, um, and just, and all the people in this building, it's, it's a pretty special place. And so I, I'm excited for the direction this thing's going. You, you bring up Charlie and Sean, um, and then obviously the experience that you have at the level, what does that do for you guys in terms of high school recruiting here specifically? Well, I think it shows the Valley and the state of Arizona that coach Dillingham believes in it. Right. Uh, he didn't need to hire me to have an Arizona guy. He had Arizona guys. Right. Um, you know, pretty much every staff I've seen it from the other side, every staff that's been here since I've been at Saguaro, I started in 2007, comes in, new staff comes in, they hire the token Arizona guy to, to pretend like there's a commitment to Arizona. And then they all ultimately lean on the relationships that they have from previous stops. Right. Whether it was a Texas guy or a California guy or whatever. Um, this is the first time where you can tell this is an Arizona guy in charge because he's building his staff with people that are connected to the state in some capacity, whether it's a guy like myself that, that was just coaching at the high school level. Um, Coach Ward, our defensive coordinator, grew up out here. You know, he played high school, high school ball at Apollo. And, you know, he's coached at every level in college football. He's been a big time defensive coordinator for a long time. But he's an Arizona guy to his core. And, you know, Coach Cooper, our linebackers coach, was born in Flagstaff, you know, played at Sunny Slope. And he's been all over the place coaching, won national championships at North Dakota State. And, you know, great coach, has recruited the Valley for a long time. Coach Ward's recruited the Valley for a long time. It's guys like that that, you know, they might not have been head high school coaches here, but they're tied to this to this state. And they believe in um, the, the, the players and the programs that are here. And I think that's the big thing is when you get into those recruiting discussions and you have a kid at Sunny Slope and then you have a kid from somewhere in Southern California, you can say, hey, this kid at Sunny Slope's really good and I know that coach and I know guys that played against him and they all vouch for him. So let's take that kid. He, he's a kid in our backyard. He wants to be a Sun Devil. You got to have those conversations sometimes. And so to have people here that understand the landscape of uh, Arizona and the, the quality of the players and, and, the, and the programs and the coaching that, that these kids are getting at the prep level here, I think will help us keep some more of those players at home. 100%. Last couple questions, Coach. 10 minutes is absolutely flying by. Um, is Donuts for Dubs? going to continue <laughs> it has to it has to um you know i, I told coach dillingham i'm gonna stay in my lane i know how it is as a head coach you know everybody wants a piece here i saw and i saw i said hey i've been doing this thing for a long time and don't and so we kind of talked through it he goes it's hard you know to have all the family and staff come together but he's like you know we're gonna make an, uh, an emphasis on doing things like that so at the very least in the mons household there will be uh there will be donuts i don't know if it's donuts for dubs or donuts for devils yet i don't know if i can change it but i can promise you that tradition will, will stay alive and, and strong and um but that's that's the one thing I really appreciate about Coach Dillingham is he's a family man. Um, he, he, he genuinely loves his family. Um, and that means for us, we're going to get to, to have our families involved in this thing. And, and the hours are going to be crazy and unpredictable. Um, but the, the appreciation and respect for each other as, as husbands and fathers, I've already felt. And I'm excited about that to be a part of that. And that's why, again, this decision was easy to make because I'm working for a man like that that obviously is a competitor and wants to win and is going to grind and put the time in, but also respects and, and loves his family and, and, and respects our ability to, to, to be, like I said, husbands and fathers and, and uh, be a part of our kids' lives as well. Amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like he is like the rest of us. 
this tight end room is fucking awesome. <laughs> and it's hard not to get excited about it. Um, and just, I feel like ASU in general is just like, I mean, we've talked about it leading up to this year. It's the school where it seems like every year, oh, look out for this tight end. Yeah. And then the tight end doesn't do anything. Um, it's not normally the tight end's fault. It's more how they're they're coached and how they're schemed. But if you you saw what Jalen Connors was capable of at the end of last year, you give him a coach that knows how to mold him a little bit and just a coaching staff that's actually going to give the tight end a chance to make plays. Ooh-wee. Jalen Conyers might end up being the best tight end in football. I, and I don't I don't think that is a drastic thing I don't, to say. I, I don't think it is either. I mean, you look at how good he was. He, If he did that all year, he would have been in like six, in seven games. Yeah, he would have been in the conversation for one of the best tight ends in football if he had done that all year. Um, and I think he's capable of doing it for a full year if given the opportunity to. Um, and I think he'll be given the opportunity. Shane, what do you think this does for a guy like Messiah Swinson, who at the start of the year, I think everybody figured he would be the number one tight end. And we saw Glenn Thomas's offense or whatever that Not was that he threw out there um, that just didn't really involve the tight ends. Jalen obviously thrived when Iguano took over. Um, but Messiah, again, was kind of on that milk carton. Just like every couple of weeks, it felt like he'd either get a target or a catch. And we'd want more from a guy that is 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, and now you've got clearly a, a coaching staff that is going to prioritize the offense. We've seen Kenny Dillingham's offense wherever he goes. The tight ends and the running backs thrive. And we know Jalen Conyers is that one. But how good can Messiah Swinson be as the two? Well, you, you, you think about what he said and how Kenny runs his offenses with 11 and 12 personnel and how exciting this run game can be mm-hmm. and what you can do on run action and play action and, and, and how these tight ends are going to leak out. You line up with two tight end sets 80% of the time, which is what I think most likely will do. Um Oh my God! Are you having to co- cover Conyers and Swinson? Yeah, it's yeah. stupid because you got to put your athlete on Conyers and you got to put a tall guy on Swinson. But Swinson isn't slow. Yeah, like it, it's 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 a scary combination. Just those two alone, yeah. and then you start to go outside of the numbers. I, I you don't look even look at Badger and you look at Jake Smith and you look at all of these other guys that are coming in. You look at the Idaho State guy. It's Gil- Gillery. Yeah, uh, it's 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 terrifying for opposing defenses. I don't even look at. Swinson is like a backup tight end. Like I just feel like they're two different kinds of one A one B. Yeah, and I mean, we thought Swinson was going to be the guy coming into mm-hmm. the year, and I don't see why he still can't be a guy, or the guy, I guess, to a certain extent. I just I, I feel like you're going to see both of them having here's incredible a good, years. Here's a sleeper nickname going into the year: those two, the amoeba, when they line up next to each other and run their routes. Ew, uh, I did not that like noise, that noise. Yeah, I didn't like it either. That was horrendous. You like that idea? I like uh, I, I do like the idea. I'm calling just... Ashley, Ashley Williams and Landon Thomas, the Bayou boys. Mm. They went to school together in Louisiana and now they're playing. Bayou bodyguards. Ball. Ooh. But old. they're not really like guarding but, anybody. Yeah, Bayou I, boys I, I was Z. just thinking violence. Ah. And bodyguards is what you think of violence? Mm, well, violence and alliteration. Violence and alliteration, great band name. Mm. Okay. Well, we're getting real excited about the tight end room, and you guys should be excited about Four Peaks. Guys, you guys can join us at the inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We're running out the entire driving range. Come hang with Big Drive Energy. All of us here at PHNX and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, 
drinks, contests, prizes, and more. PHNX Suns crew is going to be hosting a watch party for the Suns and the T-Wolves out there as well. And Four Peaks is going to be out there providing beer samples and swag. Guys, check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, check Discord for your special link where you guys are going to save 20% off on this amazing event. Again, Friday, January 13th. Going to be a blast. Um, Before I get into the next thing, uh, so Ajayi Hall, wide receiver for, he was at uh, Alabama, then he transferred to Texas, is in the portal. DJ Taylor quote tweeted his thing announcing that he's in the portal with a smirk, smirk face, so I did some digging just to see what's going on. Um, I don't know how much he played, but he was suspended indefinitely at nice. Texas after ar- being arrested for arson. Cr- criminal mischief. Ooh, what is that? Genius, criminal man. mischief. What could that? I thought be? you were gonna say arson for that sure. That would go crazy. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, well, not funny. <laughs> Reck- reckless burning would have been funny. Um, he would have been a threat to burn any secondary. Yeah. I'm on. Oh god, ah. I'm on some cr- criminal mischief when I'm on the drafting sports mm. gap. Actually, I'm doing it legally and responsibly because you know. But it's actually nothing illegal. I'm on here. some mischief mm. when I'm on the drafting sports gap. I'm gonna be on some mischief tonight as well. Um, looks like Max just lost some money on the drafting sportsbook app watching <laughs> the what is this Arsenal game? Arsenal. Um, Max West stays Man. losing money Arsenal on anything from the NFL to the EPL to the IIHF. Yeah, IIHF World Junior Championship, baby. Yeah, get to the best lines on the drafting sportsbook app right now. New customers can download it when they use that promo code PHNX. They make any they can make any money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get one hundred fifty dollars in free bets if that team does win. It's code PHNX, only at the DraftKings Sports. We've got minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See those show notes for more details. Um, real quick, um, crim- a person is guilty of criminal mischief if he or she, one, damages tangible property of another, per- another purposely, recklessly, or by negligence in the employment of fire, explosives, or other dangerous means. Let's go! Let's go. We got not, not really. Not really. Well, not, not really. Not Let's really. Go. We shouldn't pr- it's pretty wrong. dangerous. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying that's awesome that he did that. Hmm. The, just bringing the description. It up, you guys thought it was reckless burning, yeah. and it ended up being pretty. It is also close. purposely or recklessly tampers with tangible property of another, so as to endanger person or property, okay, or purposely or recklessly causes another to suffer pecuniary. Okay, I think we're, I think we're good by deception or threat. Thank hey, you, Judge like, Depaz. I would just you know shout out Cornell.edu. <laughs> Love it. Will in the chat, tight end nickname the Stretchers. Tall guys who can stretch a defense and run some guys over. I read that as the Stetchers. And I was like, Stetchers? Shout out Troy. That's when you know you produce <laughs> yeah. the Coyote so show. I was like, what does Troy Stetcher have to do with this? Well, look, the tight end room doesn't necessarily have any transfers this season, but they don't need them. Need them. They don't, <laughs> don't need them. There are a they bunch of position as, groups. As Mon said, they didn't go after a single guy in the portal oh. or the recruiting class. Why no. bother? Which is super interesting considering. You've got one in your backyard who is the number 36 recruit in the nation. Um, probably not going to be a Sun Devil. So everybody that was holding their breath or that asked for that for Christmas, Deuce, Deuce ain't coming. Deuce ain't coming. I'd be shocked. Maybe they didn't need to go after him, though. They don't. They don't need to go no, after him. No, I mean, him. like... Like he wants to be here? Maybe he already wanted to be here. I mean, I haven't seen... I, you're gonna, you're gonna, he's going to be a Georgia Bulldog here very yeah. soon. So. Oof. Um, let's talk about the transfer rankings, though, in general, because ASU oh, alerted emergency services on my phone. Uh oh, that would have been bad for what mischief? Yeah, well, it would have been real tough if Christ I was burning. Nine one one. What is your emergency? Yeah, criminal mischief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so ASU. We talked over the last couple of weeks how they were sitting at 
the number three ranking of, like, I guess the transfer class. That's changed. Over the last 48 to 72 hours, Arizona State is now number one in the nation with this transfer class. You look at, they've got 17 transfers coming in, 15 out, um, and you guys can obviously see Michigan State, number two, Michigan, three, Washington, four. That is pretty good company to have, really, in any conversation as it relates to college football. Uh, but to get a guy like a Bram Walden today, to get the the Ben Coleman's or the DeCarlos Brooks, the handful of receivers, Jake Smith, like, I don't think anybody here would have told you that when Kenny Dillingham got hired, that ASU would have the number one transfer class. And we're at what, December 26th? Yeah, uh, it definitely depends on where you look. There's yes, a lot of different... There are different, different outlets. I was... Cause so, can we pull that back up really fast? I was looking at this, um, and you know, you see 17, and then you see 13. Is it pure numbers? But I'm also thinking the transfer out might help. Yeah. The transfers leaving might help because you're replacing them with better players. Yeah. So uh, nothing against a lot of the guys that left, but it could be a lot of what to do with this ranking. I mean, they're, if they're not number one, they're in the top 10 in every other thing. Yeah. So. I, mean, I mean, you look at... You look at the other schools that are around, like yeah, you like you said, it depends on where you look, but you look at the other schools that are around them, like twenty four seven as ASU ranked six. But look at the other schools. Florida State, seven commits. Michigan, seven. Colorado is twelve. UCLA six. USC six. ASU eighteen. Yeah, they have the most in any of any, of any division one program in the nation. So I mean it's it's obviously you look for a big splash and it's nice to have the ranking that they do, but it's also goes to what we were talking about earlier with the depth that they're going to have. They they are they're Going crazy in the transfer portal. And it doesn't even mention any of the, the, the high school recruits that are coming. So oh, this, I, this team is going to be deep. I didn't even see this. Speaking of transfer, I didn't see this on Christmas Eve. Keaton Sullivan, you are a BYU Cougar. Oh, wow. I didn't see that either. You didn't see that? No. Damn, I thought you had his notifications on. No, right? well, once, we, once we got Pine, I was off him. Mm. I do want to shout DJ out Uyunglele. Who is now in Oregon State Beavers. You, dude, the Oregon State Beavers are winning the national championship. Stop next year. it. At the least, they're winning the conference. Stop I'm it. I'm taking the future. Stop what do you it. mean, stop it? They have the best it. defense in the conference. Nobody, it doesn't the matter. The only thing that doesn't held matter. back was they didn't doesn't have a quarterback. Matter. Everybody was ready to crown, myself included, USC, a, a college football playoff team. We were the ready to crown USC, a Pac-12 champion. I was being aggressive about Utah's still here. Until somebody is able to beat Kyle Whittingham, when it matters. Is this? DJ Uyunglele. We'll do it. Is this the he best? He lost to Drew Pine. Is this twice the best quarterback? conference yes yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's not close i i mean that shit is crazy you name your top five in the conference and someone's getting disrespected like there's a very good quarterback well yeah let's i mean before we do that because i do kind of want to do that's kind of fun um shout out brian carrington asu db coach who quote retweeted us last night um <laughs> with the the woody that gift. was so fun fact that picture was my header when i first got hired here and mac made me change it no way yeah Mac made you change yeah, it? But now I, now I might go back and do it because Why? Mac don't control me. Why did you have to change she it? She didn't make me change it, but she was like, she was like, what is this? And I was like, do you want me to change it? And uh, she, she was like, kind of like, yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'll change it. But okay. I was, I was first job out of college. And was, yeah, uh, impressionable. Shout out Kenny too. Kenny Dillingham retweeting that as well. So yeah, ASU, man, it's, it's a good time. Good time to be a sign of all. Would agree. Let's get to the top five quarterback rankings that you each have. I'm very curious as to where this goes. Sean, I mean, you could start. Number one is Caleb Williams. Number two is Bo Nix. Number three, Cam Rising. Number 
I'm doing this fast. I'm trying like without thinking about it too much. Four would be. Am I forgetting someone obvious? Well, yeah. Who am I forgetting? Obvious. Not obvious, but I think. Well, are we doing this based off last year? Like, is like DRT still no, in the conversation? Is, no, or? No, oh, no, okay. no, no. You mean DTR? Uh, DTR. DTR. Jesus. Um, who am I forgetting? I'm trying to go through the Penix. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I remember Penix. I was trying to remember. If, yeah, Penix, and then I guess DJ. Uyunglele. He's I'm, gotten so good at saying that. Yeah, and I, I think I'm. It. I'm the same as your four. And then I'm going. Dante Moore. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good too, which is kind of a bummer. Um, oh, this is tough. I'm going to keep it the same. I will go out and say that I think Caleb Williams is better than the other four. In Wait, this who's list your combined. two? My two? Number two? Bonex. Bonex. Okay, I go camerizing the Bonex. Mm. It's just so tough after last year. It's going to be interesting to see how he is. Yeah, without. they play on Wednesday, so I'm interested to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think if we're basing it off last year, Bonix is a better quarterback, but I will be interested to see how what that looks like this year. I will go. I'll go DJ at five. I'll keep the same rankings. I'll go DJ at five. Um, I think the upside with a guy like that is is massive. I think he could definitely finish as the second best quarterback in this conference. Uh, but then again, he could also finish as the 10th best quarterback in this conference because that's the type of player that he has shown that he is. And I mean, the crazy thing is, is I know Shane's not a big fan of him. Trader Sanders went undefeated last year or this year. Like he's also going to be a quarterback in this conference. Like I, it is against I'm who? not saying he's top five. I'm not saying he's even close to top five. But I'm just saying to go back to the how deep this quarterback, this conference is as far as quarterbacks are like he was number wise was pretty good at Jackson State. Obviously, very different animal, but um, oh yeah, we're updated fine. now. Um, Jacob brought it up. Scores eighty two. Colorado now second at fifty nine. That's crazy, the discrepancy there. Welcome to the pack, baby. Conference of quarterbacks and transfers. Apparently, yeah. look, this is what this does. Obviously, all eyes are on this season, right? You get all of those guys. Eighteen transfers. The recruiting class is solid. You you switch guys or flip guys from, from universities that you weren't expecting to. Let's say DeCarlos Brooks, Jake Smith, Bram Walden, some of these guys just have phenomenal seasons. ASU finishes top five, top six in the conference. Goes to a bowl game. Imagine what this does next season Oh yeah, for the transfers. I mean, I yeah, this is scratching the surface. Give them an opportunity to start recruiting kids. Ooh, ooh we It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I like it. The but like you said, you do have to you do have to at least show promise. Like yeah. I feel like that was the thing with Arizona is they weren't really any better once Jed showed up, but they show that the program was at least moving in a different direction, in the right direction. And now look at where Arizona is compared to where they were. Um so you have to at least show that you're moving in the right direction. You can't lose to an EMU, which this year would be Fresno God. or Southern Utah. Um that this can't is happen. so wild, dude. What, losing to EMU? No, having 18 transfers already. Yeah. yeah. Already. Nobody's even close. The closest is Colorado 12. 12. <laughs> and yeah. two of those kids got just brought over with the head coach. Yeah. Like, like, That's fair. Like two of them they didn't have to go work with, go work for. So, uh, which I mean, I guess you could kind of save for Bram, but not like not really. Um, otherwise, none of these kids were like. Tied to the head coach, obviously, I don't, I don't state, whatever. But 
Yeah, it is. I love I love that Bram saved his announcement for his mom's birthday. Yes, mm-hmm. I did too. That was awesome. And I think that like the coaching the coaching staff has talked about how family and you want lifers here, right? Family oriented guys. I know it was just like three words at the end of his thing saying, you know, happy birthday, mom. But like this is one of his biggest life decisions. Yeah. And to do it purposefully on her day so that like he's coming home like as a gift for her. I think that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is something we haven't talked about too much is like kind of the long lasting effects it's gonna have in the program. Like you look at some of the the guys that are associated with the program that are still vocal afterwards, right? I feel like now you're going to have this has become a breeding ground for kids who are from here are going to play here. A lot of kids that probably won't go to the NFL and will just stay here after college and are still going to be around this program in the future. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when you when you go and you see that the, like the team as a good alumni base, the guys that are still involved in the program even after they stop playing, that is going to be good for recruiting too. Um, so I, it is not just like a right now, next couple of years win thing. Do this right. This could have positive effects on the program for the next few decades. Yeah. Kenny and company are building something, guys. And so is more furniture. If you guys spend $1,999 as a minimum purchase, they're going to hit you up with some free white glove delivery, which means they are literally going to deliver it. They're going to put it together, and they're going to dispose of all of like the boxes and materials mm-hmm. and all that stuff um, from the new furniture, which is, I mean, a lifesaver. Are you kidding me? This isn't this isn't like an IKEA. Oh, okay. I mean, this, you're getting real quality stuff, and they're gonna put it together for you. Well, and I mean, you had to help me carry furniture up to my apartment. This is true. Imagine having someone else do it. It for was you. raining too. It was it was raining. Yeah, there were puddles. It was dark, so we had to let Emma guide us past puzzle, puddles. That was tough. Shout yeah, out more furniture really guys. White glove service back then. Oh my god! Now you can get it from more furniture. Morefurniture.com. Go check them out, guys. Again. Free white glove delivery with a minimum purchase of just under two thousand dollars. You think I can get white glove delivery of Burrito Express? Like have someone come? Isn't it already white glove delivery? Well, no, but I want someone to come feed it to me. Oh, you want to like, like feed it to you? Clean up the the trash, take like, all my trash like out. Gra- grab a, a napkin, and go. Yes, yes. White glove delivery of Burrito <laughs> Express. But honestly, maybe that's a little too bougie because I feel like Burrito Express is like the people's burrito. Mm-hmm. The people's like, burrito. It's, 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 it's blue collar. You can taste the bacon. You can taste yeah. the potatoes. Um, best burritos. Burrito Express. On the planet. Get, Get it, it in you. Yeah. We, I just got it in me a couple of hours ago. I got two in Shane me. Shane got, got it in him twice today. I've yet Leah, to get it Leah in Leah got it in her. Everybody. I'm just going to get it in him right after this. Yeah. Um, Burrito Express. Get it in you. Locations right all over the valley. Check them out. Burrito Express does it. At me, Burrito EXP. On the Twitters. On the Twitters. Yeah. Um, we've talked a bunch about the positive ASU football stuff. <laughs> We do have a little bit of negative ASU basketball stuff to talk oh, about for a no. quick moment, what quick happened? second. What happened? We fell out of the top 25. Um, that's what happened after a 37-point <laughs> dog walk on Wednesday. Yeah. Sports. Is it a guarantee that you win on Saturday and you're in? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like it's God. Yes, be. yes, yeah. That's like not a question. Be. Yes. It's top five. Really? Yes. I just... I, you be a top I, five team, I agree, yes. I agree it should be. I'm worried that the, the voters might be a little gun shy to put a team that just got embarrassed the way no. that they did back in the in the top 25. But I do agree that if you beat a top five team, you probably should be, especially with the rest of the body of work that ASU has, you probably should be in the back, back in the top 25. San Francisco did get a vote for the AP top 25. Hell yeah. 
So, hey, maybe they sneak in at some point. That'd be great. They still play Gonzaga twice. Yeah. They win one of those games. Great for us. Q1? Yeah. Yeah. So, what needs to happen on Saturday for the... Defense. They got to score more points than Arizona State. I, but I, see, Arizona. Feel, I feel like you need more in defense. Defense yeah. that turns into offense. You need you need a good shooting night from three. Yeah, I, I feel you need like a Des Cambridge game. You, I, it's gonna. You can't just. You can't just play good offense and play good. You defense. know what needs to happen. We need to take a double tequila shot after the game. Yeah, we, that's the yes. only way that that's happens. The only way I think they win is if Dev and Des have fifteen plus, or somebody accompanies Des to fifteen to twenty plus. Well, I mean, we will have also we we wearing our bad birdie so. Yeah, maybe it, maybe, maybe it doesn't matter what happens. I mean, as you can score five points, U of A will score four because <laughs> the bad bird is powerful. Yeah, you need Dez to come out as like a man on a mission. Yeah. DJ needs to have some sort of consistency shooting. Like even if he scores ten to fourteen, it needs to be on just a couple of shots. It can't be scoring twelve points on twenty shots. It can't be that. Frankie needs to be the facilitator. I feel like Warren's got to get involved, dude. Good things happen when you feed a guy like that, and they yeah. just really have it. Well, yeah, that for me, that is Warren needs to figure out a way to slow down Umar Bala because he's just Umar so much thicker than he is that, that I could see I could see a path for, of him just getting of Warren just getting bullied in the post. If you can figure out a way to slow down, slow him down, and kind of match his offensive output, I think ASU is in a good spot. But that is a big, big ask for a tall, tall man. <laughs> a piece. We need uppies we need to go uppies. for twenty and ten. Well, he, but he, I, I joke about this. He can't just play like tall man. He needs to play like big man. Like he's gonna have to get physical with Umar, or else he will get eaten up. And unless he wants to who's go more guard sky hooks, who's gonna guard Tubelas? I don't know. It, I mean, it, they're just gonna have to. Oh, you know, actually, I could see Devin having a good, good, good night on him. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, I, you, shut down Kirk Carissa. If he has a triple double again, then you're gonna lose that game. Um. You need to get Ballo in. God, he's really good this year. He is. Yeah, if you can get Umar in trouble, you have to get him in trouble, foul trouble. I early. think that is a good recipe. You just you're gonna have to take something away. You can't like they don't. You're not gonna win a shootout with this team. You have to you have to to silence somebody. Yep. I, I, whether it's Tabellus, Ballo, Kerr, or Kerr, you have to silence somebody. Um, if they, if you let them run all over you, and even if ASU was having a good shooting night, and you're just trying to outscore them, I think that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, and you can't afford to have a slow, slow starting. No, yet. you need. That's, that's the other thing I was gonna say. I like we referenced it after the 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 other loss, San Francisco loss. But like you need to like you need to come out with energy, and hopefully Dev is a part of that. Like hopefully that was what it was. Like it, it would it would be problematic if losing one player was that that it led to that big of a loss. Yeah, but. On the other hand, if that is was just the one problem, was that you just didn't, you came out with no energy, and Dev can provide that. That is going to be very good. If you come come out fast and you could stay fast, ASU's going to be in a good spot. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to rely on the fast start, like you guys said. You got to silence somebody, um, and you you can't get behind. You don't want to play a tug of war kind of game with this team because at the end of the day, they're they're going to win. They don't lose close games. Um, they haven't lost close games in, in recent seasons, and ASU has been on the other side of that. They've been on some some tough losing ends of one-score, two-score, three-score games, and I think if ASU wins, I think they run away with it. I think they win by 10-plus, um, but if they lose, then I think they get blown out. Bobby, Bobby Hurley. I don't see him winning a close game. Bobby Hurley only wins close games. What are you talking I don't about? S- this season, maybe. 
No, I don't see him winning close games. Are you games. serious? Seriously. You Doug Tamaro just threw up and spit on you. <laughs> are you he threw up me? and spit on are me? Are you serious? That's crazy. That's what Bobby Hurley has been known for. It's close games. One possession game it wins. It feels like they lose find the Please stat. find it. Please Let find it. Let me find the stat for you. I do not see a scenario in which ASU runs away with this game. I do think if they win, it's probably. I mean, would you have said that against Michigan? Um, no. But Michigan was missing their. No, 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 no. I was thinking of Creighton. Um, but no. But I also don't know Michigan. I didn't know Michigan as well. Like, I, U of A is just a little too good. I don't see a situation in which they get blown out where they lose by double digits. Um, where U of A does. Yeah, where you have it. I don't see a situation where they lose by double digits. I think if ASU wins, it's a close game, a low-scoring game because ASU's defense is playing well. Um, but I do definitely think there's a scenario in which ASU gets blown out because U of A is really good. Like, if U of A plays their best basketball and they play cohesive, there's nothing anybody's going to do to stop that team. Yeah. ASU doesn't stand a chance. Nobody in the country stands a chance, I don't think. Um, but I do think you can kind of say the same thing of ASU. Like, if they're playing their best basketball, they're a very hard team to beat. Yeah, um, they are. They're one of the best in the Pac-12. But it's just a matter of, in order for that, ASU needs to play their best basketball from whistle to whistle. And they have not done that at all this year, really. Um, so hopefully they can. The As of November 7th, they were 25 and 13 in, t- in two possession games in the past four years. They They win close games. That's what they do. Well... Then I stand corrected. It feels like Bobby Hurley teams, as of late, lose those games. They, but they, they, and no, but it feels yeah. like it. Does it not? When was the the last one that the they last lost? One was a, a buzzer beater tip, but then they won like three or four in a row after that. I mean, when they you look at last year, games, some of them were the, the the Creighton game was the Creighton game was yeah yeah. When you look at like like last year, was the the San Francisco loss right? San Francisco loss was was uh, was free throws beater. on a three. Oh, uh, what was the buzzer beater loss? The buzzer beater loss. Uh, they, well, UC. Was it UC? Was oh, UCSB. Oh, yeah, UC Riverside. Yeah. The the full quarter. Yeah. 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 So maybe like, I'm just like scarred from. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that, you that, are. That, that is ultimately the problem. I think. <laughs> I with, talk about it on this program. This program. With, but I mean, with this team, <laughs> it is it is hard, and I think that said, I think that last Cameron loss threw up and spit on you. I think the loss to San Francisco. Was a little like a little triggering because you look at last year and it was a team that I think they they lost close games. They were it was just easy to get very pessimistic. Yeah, even when things were good, it's like this. How long is this gonna last? And this year started to feel different. And then they get blown out of San Francisco, and it's like ah shit. Here we go. Here we go again. Um, I do think I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like I think that last game was a bit of an outlier. Um, so I understand. I don't think it's so much. I don't feel like this team loses close games, but I do feel like this team lets you down. A lot, which is not, which has not been the case this year, but it was the case last year, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at. It's just like there you go, you said team, it better. This team has had a history of disappointing over the last two years, I guess, and even I mean now they finally got ranked and they completely shit the bed. So yeah. like I can understand why an ASU fan might be like ah, not again, disappointing. Uh, yeah, but I mean I don't think that's fair. Guys, look at the logo on the bottom right. That's yeah. what he speaks. He speaks disappointment. That's mm. what we're trying to change now, though. He's so angry. No, he's not. He he's is. Not so angry. He's got... What do you mean? He's smiling. He that's not, not a, smile. a smile. It is. It's no, smirk. it's not. That's like, Rrr. yeah. That's a smirk. No, it is no not. that yeah. is. I'm going to go kiss his eyebrows off. Are you kidding me? He's definitely not smiling. Thank you. But I wouldn't say anger. I would say, like, determined. It, I, I give it more of like a, it's like a, uh, like a, 
like a mm, like he's trying to yeah, like intimidate go, yeah. a little bit. He's a devil. What does he got to be happy about? He is the devil. I mean, yeah, that's fair. He's an angry that's smile. That's, that's not a smile, brother. It's curved up. That don't mean it's a smile. It does. Yeah, but his eyebrows are frowning. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an angry smile. It's not a smile. You, I've never heard of an angry smile. Yeah, watch this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. Ah. That's not a smile, though. Yes, it is. No, it doesn't look like one. Okay, ready? Yeah. Is this a smile? Yes. No, dude. It's the same thing. That's terrifying. That, that didn't look angry. That looked like you were going out, like you were like in a different place. That, that looked like, like he was going to commit cri criminal mischief. <laughs> yeah, criminal right mischief. there. Or a little something more serious than criminal oh, mischief. Oh, no. Mm. Hey, question Murder. for you. What's up, bro? What? <laughs> Why did it take you so long to be like, what? What's the question? <laughs> Just sat there. Yeah. You said question for you. I'm, and I looked at you. <laughs> Ask me a fucking question. Shane has a point there. Shane has a point there. You were. <laughs> Where'd you get your sweatshirt from? Fuck, fuck yourself. I gotta go. I love that store. Oh, I love you. I love you, and I love all of you, especially <laughs> you diehards out there, guys. Go become a diehard yeah, today. Apparently, if you're not a diehard, Dodger hates you. Check out gophnx.com <laughs> slash. Die hard to join the fam. 20% off merch and events. <laughs> Guy's going to get a free shirt or hat every single year and access to our premium die hard level content. So there really isn't a reason to go become a die hard. Um, you'll have a real smile, not whatever Shane did like a minute ago. That's going to be in my nightmares. Um, well, I've got something even more for your nightmares. I feel again, I feel like I have to give this disclosure. Shane and I have no idea what's about to happen. I don't know why you need to have the disclosure. This because you told us basically that we should have that disclosure. It's not that bad. Like, it oh, is gonna, not that we're bad. We're going to walk the line. We are going to walk gonna the line. The I'm just dance. curious. I'm just curious. And I think there is a right answer to this question that I've got for you guys, okay? Nothing to do with sports here. No, Nothing to do with sports. Racism is not good, Toji. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That's what you're going to ask. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Um, no. Um, so, if you were the only person on Earth, okay, 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 this can only go so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're the only person on Earth, and an alien. You we get uh -oh. like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> God, aliens. They are what's the what's the word? Um, well, you're the only one that they knows take us over. About. They take us over, type of shit, or they take they you invade? over. So they, they invade. They it. That's the word. They invade. They invade you. They invade Earth, bro. They invade Earth. Would they, you? They conquer the planet. Would you? Yeah. I'm the only person yes, on Earth. But they leave one what here. Are they, conquering? they leave one here because it's an experiment. Okay. Would you procreate with that alien? Oh my god. Uh, so would you be in I so knew this was going to sex. I knew it. <laughs> would you procreate? As soon as I heard Earth alien, I'm like, touch me. Would you procreate little. with the alien to like form, I guess, like a new species? It's that or you fucking die. No. You're no? gonna die. You I, said, I said no. I said I don't know. Okay, well that's the point of the question. What do the aliens the look like? Like, is it? Is I it don't know, Avatar? bro. Like, it has nothing to do with if you want to beat the. Uh, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> no, answer the question. Oh, 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 where are you going, Shane? Answer the question. Um, <laughs> are you trying to fucking aliens? No, bro. What are you talking about? No, I'm asking you what. Literally, Would you? It was Christmas yesterday. Can we? Can we get out of here? <laughs> no, no. Dude, answer the question. I, no. You wouldn't? That's crazy. Listen, honestly, if I was the last person on Earth, I'm not just sitting around waiting for the aliens to come back. Well, no one said you're waiting for the, like, waiting for them. They but, just no, came No, my here. point is, is if I wake up and I'm the last person on Earth, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, we'll see how this goes. Probably not going to be on Earth much longer. 
I don't like I can't take care of myself for that long. The only person on earth, I'm dead soon. Mm. I could promise you that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Start so a new species. No, you 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 flipped the question. No, I did not. Yes, you did. How are you going to procreate with the alien? I don't know. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey guys, if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore sun devils. You can follow me at anthony underscore totry. You can follow Shane at <laughs> Shane Deep. You can follow Sean to pause. Sean underscore to pause. Sticking to my species as always. <laughs> we will see you guys Wednesday at totry 2 p.m. Wants to be alien but for oh, now, now, peace.